Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Like that fresco of Jesus that the old lady painted over, the picture has changed. Man United's baby-faced assassin is kicking ass in the Prem and is doing crappy puns the only way to start a football podcast. Welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. Marcus is off sunning himself in North Korea after seeing an advert uh, for North Korea at a football match. <laughs> My name is Pete Donaldson. Uh, we're hoping for a safe return, but until then, uh, I'm going to be joined by Luke Moore and Disco Jim Campbell doing Hello. the show. You all right, guys? Um, mm, you guys? You all right, guys? You all right, guys? I love yeah. having you in the seat. Good yeah. Christmas break. You've now sat. Yeah, it was all right. You've now sat in every seat apart from mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trivia. There's a reason for that. <laughs> Mine's adjusted. In Mine's and more. Yeah. They all are at the moment. I think yeah. we can all. We, all three of us are probably the fattest we've ever been at this point. Oh man, it, it was just a fair, constant. Can... I was just, I was only stopping eating to consume Gaviscon. <laughs> it, was not, yeah. it was just horrible. There's um. I got a book for Christmas by uh, Jay Rayner, the food critic, mm. and it's his twenty assembled most sort of scornful reviews. Right. Okay. And then he talks about a, a food critic who his claim to fame was that he'd um, never been hungry since 1974. <laughs> and uh, that's very much how I feel now. Yeah. <laughs> there was a brief armistice to sort yeah. of sleep. Yeah. And then uh, no, just, I just still, get on with the cheese. I sleep in. So for the people listening at home over Christmas, I sleep in something very akin to a hospital bed. Yeah. But imagine a hospital bed. In, down the aisle of a supermarket okay, where right. I can get things um, intravenously 
through me yeah, yeah, when yeah. I'm sleeping. I, yeah, Michael Jackson used to sleep in an oxygen tent. I sleep in a um, gravy Matt, tent. Matt Law's uh, squashies tent. Yeah. Been in a lot of Matt Law's squashies. Yeah. Nice. They're a little bit like milk bottles, but squashier, as you can mm. imagine. So what about the um, the often talked about on the Luke and Pete show, Desperate Dan and Iron Brew Bar? Did you get, did you <laughs> get in for Christmas? Didn't get in, get in, got involved with those. Uh, I did uh, drink a lot of Vimto, though. I found out a lot about Pete on the Luke and Pete show, and you'll no doubt be surprised to know, Jim, that Pete spent most of his childhood eating uh, Wham Bars. Oh, yeah, mm. no, that, that's Standard. entirely checked. And Ross so sausages. I believe they've changed the recipe to Wham Bars, though, and they're maybe not as good as they once were, although mm. maybe that's our ageing taste buds. I, I, I admitted to my mum that I used to eat frozen sausages straight from the uh, freezer I used, to, I used to gnaw on yeah. them like uh, savoury um, ice pops and my mum could not believe it yeah oh I can't oh, believe how so she yeah. cooks her roast potatoes but that's another story <laughs> that is another story yes we are turning our attention to the Premier League how good is it guys that it's not all over before yeah. Christmas got a title race on like <laughs> a real one I didn't see this coming no it's crazy I like I like um I like the fact that it's it's not only a two horse race but I think it's obviously a three horse race now. Mm. we're halfway through the season um, I saw Michael Cox of Zonal Marking and other other sort of inferior podcasts talking uh, recently about how it's weird to him that people talk about the, t- the table on Christmas Day yeah. when actually if you just wait for one day later, Boxing Day, yeah. you can talk about the, the, the Premier League table at the exact halfway point, which is where we are now. Mm. And if you're talking about the halfway point and you're seeing not just Liverpool above Man City, but Spurs as well, mm. Man City are most people's pick for the Premier League this season, as we know. It's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a packed Three horse race. <laughs> yeah. a King George the Sixth chase. But, but there's, there's something about Liverpool that makes you think they're going to drop it at some point. They're going to they're going to slip, as they say. Um, Spurs haven't been Spursy for a little while. I think they might be an outside shout for it, to be quite frank. But Liverpool did hammer uh, Newcastle United on Boxing Day four 0 Klopp's a hundredth victory for the Reds. How do you feel about that, Pete? <laughs> well. It's it's I forgot how annoying it is to get absolutely hammered by a team that the commentators find themselves purring about constantly. All the way like through saying, the match going, We're here as well. We're here as well. <laughs> We're playing our part, getting hammered 4 0. So what it's a bit like, it's like you remember <laughs> there's a big um story arc around a lot of movies in the eighties where mm. a man would invite a woman that he liked to a party in quotes. Right. And when she turned up it was just like a candlelit dinner for two. Right. It's a bit creepy, but it happened all the time in eighties right. films. In that scenario, mm. the commentator is the is the man. Yeah. Liverpool are the woman. The game is the candlelit dinner. Yeah. And you are Newcastle sat around going, oh, what anyone gonna talk to me? I would use the um equally important 80s video trope of um a man putting his willy inside a popcorn. Uh, oh, the popcorn yes. trick in, yeah. in the cinema. Was that a thing in movies or just <laughs> urban legend? Well, no, it was, was in movies. Real, it was real in, life, in movies about movies. That. I think it's fair to say. <laughs> yeah. I saw that in movies more than I saw it in the movie so theater. How, how if you've the, ever done it, get in touch. <laughs> just Liverpool beating Newcastle four 0 on Boxing Mike Day. Mike Ashley's the cock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot's been said about how um, good uh, Klopp has been, but his personality in, in particular. But he's now come to be in the top ten managers of Liverpool when it comes to win ratios. And he's right. done it in his own way. He's done it in an yeah. attractive way. Is that yeah. fair? Yeah, it is, because I did some work. Uh, I'm going to get hammered for this. On the <laughs> I did some work. I did some work, <laughs> and I found out that you're correct. No, I did some work with um, Dimitar Berbatov a yeah. couple of weeks ago. And he said, I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the show, but we he, were building some trellising. He said, yeah, I, I, you need an extra pair of hands to do his patio. <laughs> and um, he said that when he was playing at Leverkusen, mm. Klopp was manager of Mites. Yeah. Uh, and I think... It would, they might have even been a second-tier team then. Mm. And he said that Klopp was exactly the same. Yeah. It's not affected. He, he, he is exactly like that. And that's interesting because if you look at the managers around that have got... A, not, not just the managers who have got a chance this year, 
but the managers who have won the Premier League title in recent years, right? Wenger, Mourinho. Um, Sorry, recent years. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Wenger, Ferguson, Mourinho. And then this season, you have um, uh, Pochettino mm. and you have Guardiola. Mm. Well, they're all capable of being quite measured yeah. when it counts, when it happens. And I don't know if you can extend that to Ranieri. Maybe he's an outlier. Maybe he is capable of being quite measured. I think he might be. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. The 40 points thing is a good example of that. But mm. is Klopp. Is Klopp capable of being measured? And is it going to be a case of the further Liverpool get ahead uh, in, in the title race, the more disastrous for them and, in fairness, hilarious for us it's going to be <laughs> when it inevitably comes crashing down? I, th- I, th- I think he's he's measured more often than he's perhaps perceived to be because it's it's only a story of Jurgen Klopp's running onto the pitch or fist pumping or talking about heavy metal football stuff like that that's not him all the time mm. that's him at his sort of peak Klopp but he is very emotionally led absolutely but it's worth I know obviously the Premier League and the Bundesliga are different leagues but you know he's won titles before so and, sure, and, and we'll also see. and I, th- I think personally that the key Spurs conceded 18 Man City conceded 36 um, Chelsea conceded uh, 21. Sorry, that's completely wrong. Spurs have uh, conceded yeah, 18. Man City conceded 15. And Chelsea have conceded uh, 16. Liverpool, 7. Yeah, they are yeah. miserly you know at the back. It, yeah. And that is what's going to put them in the frame mm. for this title. What's great to see yeah. as well is that... Um, is, is team building. Mm. You know, quite so often, like, managers don't get a, get long enough to really, really make a team their own. Mm. And it's nice to see that Liverpool have, have, uh, well, uh, have, have got a good manager in and he's been allowed to do that. And we're seeing the fruits of his labour, one of the best coaches in the world, I think it's fair to argue, uh, has come to the Premier League, been given time, and, and, and it's just a beautiful thing to watch. Last mm. season, they were very sort of, you know, swashbuckling and gung-ho, and we all enjoyed that. But I think it's better knowing they have that in the tank, but also knowing that they're going to they're going to win. They have a mm. kind of slight air of invincibility about them at the moment. I can't remember yeah. the last time you'd say that about Liverpool. You're clutching yeah. at straws, trying to. I'm clutching at straws, trying to think of a reason, uh, a weakness for them. It's really, it's really abstract to say, oh yeah, the manager's too emotional. It doesn't really mean anything. Mm. But I suppose you could say that, given what's happened with Man City in December, which I'm sure we'll come on to, we don't know how they're going to react to a defeat yet. Yeah. Now, I would have thought when Man City were beaten for the first time in the Premier League, they'd bounce straight back. Yeah. And what's actually happened is they've lost three out of the last four Premier League games, I think. Mm. Liverpool, of course, need to react. They're playing um, Arsenal next and then Man City. Two really big games. There's, you know, Arsenal are 6-1 to one to beat um, Liverpool uh, with better threes. It's £5, £10, £70 if they do the business. That tells its own story. Yeah. I think it's probably quite a good time for Liverpool to be playing Arsenal as well, given what's happened mm. to them fairly recently as well. And it's great to see sort of Mo Salah um, coming back into form. Is he truly back? Is he as good as he was the uh, middle of last season? Yeah, I, I think so. Because as we said before on the show, if he was if he was having the season he's having now, last season as a mm. debut season, people would still be going, wow, what a, what a success, what, yeah. a, what a snip, blah, blah, blah. But obviously yeah. there's been reasons it perhaps took him a little bit longer to get going than usual, but he, he looks as reliable as ever. And he's been been playing in, in the sort of centre-forward position as well, which he wasn't doing last mm. season so much. So he, he's showing that sort of versatility as well. And also, I just feel like um, uh, with Liverpool, if you look at the, the scorers, or three of the scorers at least, against Newcastle, it's um, mm. Shaqiri, Fabinho and Dayan Lovren. And they're not, not even necessarily starters. Yeah. Quite often they're not no. starters. And that's, yeah. that's a real sign of how, how strong this squad is. Shaqiri went very close with a, a free kick. I thought um, mm. Dubravka did very well with. Oh, that was a great save. Slim yeah. Pickens for you, mate, yeah? <laughs> oh, I enjoyed that save. I enjoyed that save. Oh, I enjoyed that, I like, I enjoyed the, that like clearance. clearance. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe the big takeaway isn't that save. Yeah, or oh, Hosselu missing a header. 
Ooh, um, that's every week. That's when every he gets to the week, yeah. crying out loud. And uh, Mike Ashley's gone on holiday, so Has he? no, no, no selling of the club uh, before the transfer window. That's, a, that's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. Why do we always pre- fall for it every year? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to sell the club. Oh yeah. yeah, or is it just an excuse not to spend any money? Has he gone anywhere nice? I don't know, to be honest, but presumably he's a billionaire. Marbella. Marbella. Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon? He's with Marcus and Tora Molina. He's <laughs> <laughs> ah, in North Korea and you know it. <laughs> um, we're looking forward to uh, the, the weekend. Obviously, Liverpool uh, are taking on Arsenal at half past five on Saturday. You're going to get it in the face, Jim. Yeah, I, I, I fear a dickin, to be honest, because Arsenal are looking a bit rusty of late. The defence is very makeshift and um, the, the limitations of, of the squad are being laid bare a little bit at the mm. moment. They, they seem a little bit less ruthless in front of goal as well. Uh, so I, I think this is going to be a big ask for Arsenal to get something at Anfield. Yeah, it was a, kind of a weird result against um, Brighton on Boxing Day, wasn't it? Because mm. Matt Ryan in goal, he, he yeah. kind of he kind of kept you out, I think. Yeah, Aubameyang could have had a hat-trick as well. I think Lacazette was offside in the build-up to Arsenal's goal mm. as well. So they got away with that a little bit, but yeah, I just, I just feel like they should. Have, they're a better team than Brighton, yeah. you know. Even if Brighton are at home, and, and they showed that at times. But again, it was that sort of ruthlessness is lacking a little bit, and there's a fair bit of uncertainty in the squad around Aaron Ramsey, Özil coming back in, and you know the, the makeshift defence. It's all a little bit. There's reports. Well, it's, it's a new manager's first. I know, season, I know Özil's I come back in. Is Özil the problem? Because he seems to be blamed for everything. Well, it's, he's come back in, and the an form's dipped one. a little bit. See, what I've heard is that um, there was a disagreement over. Um, Özil's perhaps position, or maybe starting on the bench in a in a uh, in a game. I forget which game. He right. he was quite openly unhappy about that in the dressing room. And what right. I heard is that Emery took him to one side and uh, explained to him that that is not how you behave. So it's I think he's, he's, yeah, he's exactly. a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, he's <laughs> play Fortnite. <laughs> Get so back on the Fortnite, man. Yeah. Calm it down. Can you play Fortnite on the Nintendo Switch? Uh, I believe you can. Yes. Can you? Mm. Mm. I, I was I was <laughs> just interested. Mm. Um, Two points on that. One is that I was taught, there's reports this morning that um, Ramsey's agreed a deal with PSG. club. Is it PSG? Yeah. I, thought, wow. I, read it, I read it was Juventus. Really? Well, I, I read PSG. It, it could be, could be right, either. Okay. I, I know he wants to play overseas. Yeah, I, I don't really understand um, the situation that's going on there. It's got to be to do with wages. But sorry, going back to Ozil, was I actually think um, it's been an interesting challenge laid down from uh, from Emery because Ozil was excellent against Burnley when he came back into the team and Emery was saying, we need him in the team. X, well, Y, and Z. Exactly, yeah. So he's he's trying to trying to show us, look, I need more from you. You're not going to get away with the things that you got away with under Arsene Wenger, like asking for days off and getting them and being <laughs> ill all the time when you're not and blah, blah, blah. But obviously we want you here because you're an excellent player. So it's, it's now down to Ozil to to prove that he wants to, to you know, put the extra yard in. And uh, he, he was kind of ineffective in the first half against Brighton, but he, he was hooked fairly early and it's, yeah. Can't, you just can't see them getting anything at Anfield. Not at Anfield, no. I would be really concerned about the way that Arsenal conceded that equaliser against Brighton. It was like a really, so not not aimless, but optimistic long yeah. ball. Well, it's Licksteiner's age caught him out of, that. Yeah, caught him out of uh, position, undid them really easily, and they conceded. And and you can't expect Emery to, 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 to change the whole culture of a club so no. quickly. And you're right about the fact that... Um, They've got injuries at the back. I mean, Koscielny didn't even last the game, did he? And 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 him and Socrates played mm. at the back and get against Brighton. They've got players out. I understand all that. So ultimately, if they can, if they can, as you said a few weeks ago, Jim, if they can any way 
find a way to get into the top four, which looks unlikely, but yeah. if, they can, if they can do that, that'd be a huge success Absolutely. for them in their first series. I mean, if you chart. look at the defenders that Emery has available and discounting Socrates, obviously he's brought in himself. Why are you discounting him? Um, purely because obviously Emery wants to keep hold of him because he signed him. Because he discounts or, or, himself with his performances. No, no. Socrates, <laughs> I've, I've been right, very, right. very pleased with Socrates, I have to say. He's um, you know, a little bit dirty as well, which I like. But I, I think if you look at the defenders in that, in that squad, I think within sort of three transfer windows, I'd be surprised if many of them were still there given, you know, if Emery yeah. has the choice. Like, mm. There's a lot. Koscielny's getting on. Uh, Rob Holding will probably stay. He's been very unfortunate with, a, with, a, with an Mustafi's injury. Mustafi's wanted to Mu- leave in the past. Yeah, Mustafi, you would think, would probably be moved on. Monreal's getting older. Bayerini would prob- probably hang on to. I think, you know, there's a lot of defensive work to be done um, with the squad. So And they're only two points off top four. So yeah. it's, it's, it's unrealistic to say there's no chance. It'll be tough for them. Mm. But, you know, it's, a lot of football to go, though. Absolutely. Yeah, well, speaking of uh, mass dumping of uh, fringe players, Spurs are in action uh, very, very soon indeed. Uh, before we get to that match, there's a good old fashioned 3 p.m. kickoff Spurs uh, versus Wolves. They hammered Bournemouth 5 0. Potch says it's too early to uh, even consider a, a title challenge or consider themselves as title contenders. Yeah, well, that, that's I think that's just good management from him, mm. isn't it? He's got to temper that expectation. Obviously, they're going to be thinking about going for that. I think the worry for me, uh, if I was a Spurs fan, would be um, general lack of hygiene. Uh, but also, um, also that uh, you worry that they maybe still have a bit of an inferiority complex amongst uh, you know amongst the direct um, rivals such as Liverpool and City. Mm. I know they beat Chelsea, but that is the one thing hanging over it. But they've got this sort of surplus of home games, and that mm. is surely going to be a huge advantage at some point. You but just it, don't know how that's going to. It might derail us. Honestly, completely. I know we we talked about this before, but I, we always hear about how difficult it is to move into a new stadium. But I think that's because it's an unknown quantity at the start of a season where, where everything is an unknown quantity. If you're up and running and doing well, and everyone's feeling good and happy, I, I think this this is the perfect way to do it. I think this might actually be a huge advantage for them. I'm convinced mm. by that point of uh, that point there, Jim. I think you're absolutely right. Um, I, I just I have a feeling that Spurs are at their limit now. They're playing at their mm. limit, right? So I can't. So for example, you could possibly argue this about Liverpool as well, but I still think Man City have got another level to go. Yeah, Man City. I think they've shown that at the start of the season. Really, they're definitely they? going to improve based on the yeah. last month's form, right? It's, I think it's hard to see. I might be wrong, but I think it's hard to see Spurs kicking up another level. And what they have been able to do is if they've made themselves really robust and really tough mm. because they've essentially had to play away from home all all season. I know Wembley will sort of feel a bit like a home to them now because they're used to it, but it isn't their home. Everyone knows it's not their home. Every fan knows it's not their home. So what it, what it's done is it's made them really tough and really robust. I thought they were very good against Everton, but I mm. thought they were fortunate as far as the way Marco Silva set up his team was absolutely suicidal. And he's got a, he's got a track record of doing yeah. that. For, Silva, he he thinks he's managing Barcelona and he isn't. Mm. He 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 matches. He he sets his team up to match a better team far too often, and they end up getting battered by mm. better by better players. It, he did it when he was at Hull, didn't they yeah. get beaten seven one by Spurs when he was at Hull? I think they did. And he and he and he, his his formation was absolutely suicidal. Yeah. So. They got they got a bit of fortune there, but of course they were absolutely ruthless. You can't yeah. criticise a team for scoring no. six goals at Everton. I feel <laughs> just sticking on Silver for a little bit. Do you think he perhaps looks and sounds the part so much that people think he's better than he is? Part, partly, possibly, but yeah. I, I also think that it's funny because I reckon I've spoken to two or three ex pros who've played under him, and they've all said he's amazing. Right? They've all said he's brilliant. He's a real players' coach. Mm. Right? But. None of those players have been defenders, for one. So that's, that's notable. <laughs> Two, I don't know what... Fa- I think the jury's still out with most football fans because they say they see a team set up against like that against Spurs 
And it's almost like an arrogant team selection mm. by someone who has had success overseas in the past. I mean, he had this record-breaking season at Olympiacos, which would breed a certain amount of sort of confidence and arrogance, I guess. And you think sometimes against a really good team, you're going to have to dig, dig in a bit. Mm. They've also, they've missed them. Um, they've missed one or two players as well, Everton. So you can't be too harsh on them. But I thought Spurs were great against Everton, but they benefited massively from that selection from Silva. And then against Bournemouth, of course, you know, they're a much better team than Bournemouth. And mm. they were ruthless again. I can't see Spurs kicking on another level. And sadly for Spurs fans, I think they would need to do that to win, the, to win the league this season because Liverpool and Man City are so good. I know Spurs are sitting above Man City, but moreover, I think you, I think that's the case. You just know for a fact they're not going to invest in in playing talent. I mean, you look at the players that are that they're going to be getting rid of Wanyama, Dembele, Laurenti and Vaughan. They're not going to be inverting the Spurs magnet that just repels players. Yeah, <laughs> like, They're not going to be attracting footballers at a time where they're, they're obviously going to be moving to the new stadium. That's going to be the big message and stuff. But like, they do need reinforcements. They do need yeah. a slightly better bench, don't they? I think they do. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think most people... Uh, it's funny because some players, some players will say, oh, you know, do you know what? It's not always the right thing to do to sign a player just because you can get a player or just mm. for the sake of it. Because when you're playing well and you're keeping injury free and everyone knows the system, it can work to your advantage. Why roll Faustino Aspria in there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the, the Aspria hand grenade. It's a misnomer. You know it. Don't take the pin out of Faustino Aspria in January. <laughs> but, but the thing is, you know, Liverpool, uh, sorry, Spurs have had um, a situation more off, more than once where they've they've had a player out missing. So, you know, more than one player. Dembele's been out for periods. Kane's missed part of the season last mm. season you know Ali is missing games occasionally Ericsson started the season very slowly they can deal with it don't forget they're going to have to go the whole of January without Son because he's going to the Asian Cup mm. um, and he's been that's imperious over yeah. Christmas hasn't he exactly. so they're now 8-1 to one to win the league this season with Bet365 £10 on that will return £90 if they get it done it's a big ask for them but they're in second they're still there they're part of the, part of the conversation now Absolutely. despite what Pochettino says mm. Kai Walker-Peters I thought played very very Three well assists. That's, his, that's his first um, start first league start yeah, which is incredible. Does he need to play more? Did he not start? Did he not start the first game of last season? Or was it the first league start of the season this season? You mean this is his first league start ever? Yeah. In, oh, right. uh, sorry, okay. sorry. Uh, this season. This sorry, season. Uh, right. Apologies. Apologies. Yeah. 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 He, sorry, Joe. I was just going to say because it's funny because there's a situation with Pochettino where he's got this reputation of bringing through young players, which he hasn't really done consistently at Spurs, to my memory. And then the first game of last season, he, he started Carl Walker-Peters mm. and he played really well. Then you never saw him again. Mm. He went out on loan mm. summer, didn't get anywhere in the team for ages. And now only now he's just coming back in. And you think, if you marry that situation with their not signing players up with the fact that they've got these highly rated young players and that Oliver Skip started the Burnley yeah. game and now Carl Walker-Peters has come in. They might have, uh, yeah, and Foyth. But Foyth they didn't bring through, they signed oh, him. Right? Enough, yeah. yeah, and 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 they, they might need to have to rely on these players a little yeah. bit more often. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have got uh, a little bit of uh, good news in the ship of um, the triggering of the extension in uh, Toby Alderweireld's uh, contract, taking him right up to 2020. Unfortunately, because he's uh, signed this new contract, it activates a 25 million buyout clause yeah. in the summer, which runs for the whole of the summer uh, until the last two weeks of the season. So he can't be signed in the last two weeks of the, uh, sorry, the, 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 the close yeah. season in, in, in the window, yeah. uh, but he can for the rest of that time. I think, so, I think Mourinho might have signed him for himself. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to help out around the house. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, paid, it's funny because he got paid off 24 million from United. Mm. So just so buy him. Invest that in Toby. Yeah. Use him as a butler. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talk about Poch not bringing players on, but I mean, players like uh, Fort Wolves, who obviously uh, Spurs are going to be taking on, uh, players like Cordy and Bennett, they have improved immensely in the Premier League, haven't they? Yeah. Yes, done well Cody had a brilliant um, goal line clearance mm. see that that's great absolutely legged it I'm really really intrigued to see how Wolves will set up 
against Spurs, um, especially given what we just said about Marco Silva, because Wolves are similar, aren't they? They, they go at teams. They yeah. don't fear anyone. We've spoken and, about and, this before. And Spurs and... don't have the, the best defence in the top five. They, In fact, they have the worst mm. in the top five, I do believe. So yeah, they, they can I, I, be got the at. The danger is, though, that if you go to if you try and go toe-to-toe with Spurs, they'll just pull you apart. Mm. So I think this might be a bit of a ding-dong. It I, could I, be I a ding-dong. I quite liked it when he started the season with the same team every week for about 10 games. Mm. It said, I'm just put my trust in you, stick with you. And there's no way they're going to get relegated this season. And if you look at... Um, the plan they've got in terms of the ownership of the club, it's actually pretty interesting. They, they want to you know, push their way up. It's, it's a, it's, I think it's a definite they're going to hugely reinvest in the summer, kick, try and kick on again. Um, they took everyone's eye when they when they went toe-to-toe with Man City, didn't they, earlier in the season? Yeah. Um, yeah the form Spurs are in, you fancy them to win, but you know, Wolves can't be written off. They've you, You're right to point out some of the players they, that they've got that have hugely improved, but they've also brought some quality in as well. I don't quite know why he, start, he started at Adam, Adama Traore last game. For me, he's... he's Dictionary definition impacts up. Mm. Um, I don't think he's as effective to, from, from starting the game. But um, other than that, yeah, they look they look decent. Mm. Um, but Wolves could get something. You never know. Um, right, it's time for uh, some emails with Jim. Have you got it some emails, Jim? Is. And yes, I do. Right, so we've got, got one from Ben Radley to start with. It's not the bees because it's Jim. No. Yeah, You're not exactly. using this as, bees, a, as, yeah. a be- as a thinly veiled vehicle to, to settle some old scores. No, I'm mm. not. That's, uh, I used to know that. Um, <laughs> but dear Ramblers, last weekend I had the opportunity to use my dad's season ticket to see a live match for the first time in three years. Wow. I took my girlfriend along for her first ever experience of live football. Needless to say, it was the nilest nil-nil I've ever seen. <gasps> Newcastle versus Fulham. Yay! At the stadium my dad calls the theatre of disappointment yeah. <laughs> at one point I turned to my shivering better half and asked her how she was doing all she said was I don't think this is for me no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. is... <laughs> take it to Chinatown have a ta- meal I remember taking my ex-girlfriend to <laughs> Portsmouth over Christmas once during the I think it was over Christmas during the Alan Perrin era right 2-0 at home to Wigan lost no no shots <laughs> no shots it was awful wow it was so bad last, yeah. last time I went to football with a girl Fulham Newcastle in the sunshine a couple of seasons ago he's just, talking about, he's just talking about Fulham yeah. Newcastle yeah. oh yeah so same fixture. I love that to but rub it in it was a beautiful summer's day in London though, you know, what, so you know what's interesting when you go to so as football fans as we all are you go to a game that's a bit shit mm. it's sort of like oh, okay that's fair enough go yeah. for a beer after you don't really think about it again but when you take someone along who doesn't normally mm. go to football mm. oh, God, it, it becomes really apparent you, it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the game feels like it's about six hours long yeah. and all you want to do is just get out of there yeah. <laughs> you know what a lot of this is boring don't choose a winter fixture no try like a late August one now one of my favourite bits uh, about this time of year doing the podcast is that a lot of our correspondence seems to have been sent after a few drams. Love that. <laughs> uh, so this one is titled I'm a stupid Newcastle fan in America. It's from Pete. Uh, well, it's not. It sounds no. like you are settling scars with me. <laughs> like Actually, it's it's weirdly been Newcastle heavy this week yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, perhaps those two things are related. Hello, uh, I've been listening to your show for a length of time and including this email, I've sent more than zero emails in total. <laughs> Anyways, I'm e- emailing you from the real steel city, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to tell you that frankly, we don't care what you have to say about Sheffield. You said you'd like to know how people became fans of certain teams. Well, I've been a soccer fan slash player my whole life, but started supporting Newcastle United Football Club in 2014 because I hate myself and I'm self-sabotaging. <laughs> Plus, I thought Remy Cabello was Orlando Bloom and who would, doesn't want Legolas on their favourite team? No friend of mine, I assure you. Finally, if you'll indulge me in one final egg pun, I believe you missed our club captain, Jamal Eggshells. Have a wonderful day or don't. I don't care. Justin Griffith. So um, wow. when, when you sober up, Justin, um, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Can I, can I just say, the best part of that email is the fact that Justin Griffith is almost certainly the name that Pete gives to authorities when he's been in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? 
Justin Griffith. <laughs> Bill uh, Dorwindor. Yeah. It's a, it almost sounds as if he's shouting that email through a letterbox. Yeah, so, yeah. There's not and a si- another thing! There's not a single capital letter in it. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, you're, you're, you are famous among these circles for your occasional self-sabotage, but you supported Newcastle because they were brilliant, right? Yeah. It was a great team to yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah. And they're obviously quite local to where you live. It wasn't an act. I mean, starting to support in Newcastle like now mm. would be a horrendous act I think of even, self-flagellation. I think even it? 2014, you were here in your castle. What are you yeah. doing yourself? Well, the season where we yeah. did really well, though, like he yeah. forced dawn, and that probably tricked a few people. Yeah. Could well, well that man's on. crimes never end. <laughs> still, still under contract, Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> Any more, uh, yeah. Jim? Got one more. Hi, gents. Listening to your excellent Christmas editions has brought back memories of a game I witnessed at the Den years ago. It could probably fit within any of the bust-up, hardman or outfield player in goal episodes, but thought you might enjoy it even after these have been released. In 2003, my beloved Millwall welcomed the the warlock himself, Mr. Neil Warnock, and his Sheffield United team to the Den. Potions. Mm. (laughs) After a forgettable first half, uh, the announcement was made at halftime that both our very own Kevin Musket and the opposition goalkeeper Paddy Kenny had been sent off by the ref for fighting in the players' tunnel. Sound like Kevin Musket. Yeah, indeed. Imagine the absolute shock that greeted this news. Not for the first time, Phil Jagielka was summoned as the Warlock's replacement goalie, owing to his preference for not having a subkeeper on the bench. The Millwall fans were full of anticipation that the goals would be raining in for the next 45 minutes. We lost 2-1. <laughs> I attach a link to the behind-the-scenes video of the game and Warlock's reaction to the result, where he delights in pointing out to our fallen heroes that that was in Muscat over and over. <laughs> Favourite part of the video is the sheepish look on Paddy Kenny's face when Warlock is talking to his side in the dressing room after the game. That is from Rich Warner. Well, the thing is, Jaggy, we all know Jaggy Elka's a decent quality yeah, goalkeeper. Effectively, a goalkeeper. Can you ima- mm. I can imagine Neil Warlock getting some hair clippings and fingernails of both the players yeah. who got sent off into his poop. Luke's Luke's cauldron. His sports direct cauldron. Yeah, well, it's Neil Warlock, isn't it? It's Neil Warlock. Breath of the Wild. That's yeah. <laughs> all he's talked about. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> That's going to be Neil Warlock's uh, autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lovely little breath, me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back very soon with uh, more football and more football ramble, more importantly. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. I played in a reserve game the other day, and I could have run about more than he did. Now oh, it's Harry. Welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. Do you know we've got a Football Ramble subreddit? 
No. I no. had no idea. There are people chatting about this very short. Is it on the, Reddit? The bad one. The bad one. What do you mean? Is it like the Donald? Is it you know? It started off as a joke. And oh no 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 no! There are people just talking about the short. Oh, right. Hang on, can we become president or not? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to become an admin? <laughs> we should be allowed to become mod somehow, yeah. but um, apparently people keep on. Well, not even apparently. I've seen it with my own eyes. Um, you know, like upvoting and downvoting. Yes, it works on the Google rankings as well. And um, people are trying to upvote a picture of Spelzy wearing just a fur coat, <laughs> so that it'll be the right. top um, kind of picture that comes up when you type in Marcus Speller that, into Google. That's I, a for photo. one, would like to encourage this. That's a photo <laughs> of Marcus from university, isn't it? Oh, is, yes. it, is it Luke Moore? No, era? I didn't take it. I didn't oh, take okay. it. But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's, he's I was standing. In the room. He's standing in a university dorm room. I think. There's also one of him playing a piano in the street, and another one of him holding a machine gun from one of his adventures. Jobs, one of his adventures. Um, you know, we had heard Harry Redknapp out of the break there. Yeah. Um, you know that he's now inevitably he's doing a spoken word talk. Of course he nice. Is. He's doing like an audience with talk. I'd, honestly, I'm a celebrity. It's a it's a platform. It really is. It's a platform, he's having yeah. a lovely time, and he needs it. Pep Guardiola will be on it soon if he's not careful. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that Man City on Sunday, uh, obviously a, a fairly important match when it comes to the title race. Uh, Pep says he needs to change the dynamic after uh, uh, shipping a couple of goals. That sounds Leicester. like management speak, Pep, and I know you hate mm, that. Change the dynamic good results make miracles in the mind yeah. <laughs> they just start it's, playing rugby yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it means something that doesn't it but it doesn't miracles in the mind is that, isn't that not just thinking yeah, yeah. I think it's so. just imagining things <laughs> how have Manchester City managed to just chuck away their December well, have they just of, been having of, like Christmas parties all the time? <laughs> yeah. one of the symptoms was an absolutely world class goal from one Andros Townsend wasn't it you're lucky <laughs> yeah, he's away, he's well, away a he? lovely That's goal right. from uh, Pereira at Leicester as well yes, yes. yes. I mean they have been a bit unlucky and be on the end of those two yeah. yeah, but but you know, one thing that sprung to mind for me. I'm not sure about the first game they lost, but the last two they've lost, they were without Fernandinho. Yeah, and we still on this show weeks ago. That's the area of weakness for mm. City. If they lose him, he's such an adept midfield player, so yeah. positionally good, he can do everything. They've played Stones in there and Godoy in there, and neither, neither of them, for different the reasons, way. can do it as well. Yeah, I think it's a combination of that and also that uh, Gabriel Jesus's form, uh, even though he scored a few goals recently, has been you know lower than you'd expect of him and also Sergio Aguero yeah. still looks a little bit rusty after mm. injury so I think that has it's blunted them up front and made them a little more vulnerable in, in midfield and it's, it's made them almost like a human team again but I have another theory which is perhaps more plausible after the Palace defeat I noticed that Pep Guardiola had a cold sore so I've, right. I feel if City drop points he sort of gets uglier and that his oh, sort like, of attention to detail like is based 80s, purely on vanity. Like the 80s TV show Nightmare, where the um, the more health you lost, the more of your skull fell off. Yeah, exactly that. that. sort of thing. Terrifying children show that. It Horrible. really was. I thought, you were just, I thought you were going to go into some insight, because you are the Ramble co- cold sore correspondent with that Indeed. question. I thought, I thought you were going <laughs> to go into think. some... Well, Jim sometimes yeah. has a cold sore. Oh, yeah. And I, thought I you also noticed go... that Big Sam gets them too. He does, yeah. He, uh, Big cold sores, so, like pizzas. So it's almost like, <laughs> it's like, it's like a football version of... But illness and not age version of the picture of Dorian Gray. Is that yeah. what we're talking about? It's, yeah. it's in the same genre, but it's not quite do you reckon, comparable. Do you reckon Pep Guardiola's got like a picture of someone in the attic and it's just a really shit manager? the good news is Pete Southampton are coming to town oh no Man City are going to Southampton's town yeah. aren't they yeah, okay. that's good news for them that's just what you need isn't it what flying all the way down to South at least they've got an airport that's all I'm saying all the way it's about 300 miles not yeah, that far is it well if you're flying yeah well I'm, yeah well alright the fans have to do that the Manchester City fans have to travel all the way down to Southampton yeah 
a time where the trains have never been more full, quite frankly, <laughs> as I can attest to. How was morning. your train journey back from Hartlepool? Uh, not too bad. There was a big dog next to me. Right. The man kept on trying to talk to me about trains, and I just, just I dozed yeah. off. Jim, oh, you had a stand on that journey all the way back from Edinburgh. Yeah, I foolishly oh. uh, booked an open return, and uh, that that meant that I, I had to stand the whole way. I sat in a lag, uh, luggage shelf at one point, which oh. was also a mistake, because Metaphor. once I was there, I couldn't. Can't I get out. You can't no. get out. So <laughs> just became a little sad statue. Isn't, isn't oh. a little question for you, Jim, because you groaned audibly when Pete talked about someone trying to talk to him. Mm. You're on a journey down from Edinburgh on the train. Mm-hmm. Would you rather do what you have to do there, stand on the way, or have a seat but next to someone really annoying who keeps trying to talk to you? Mm. Hmm. I, I am quite comfortable being fairly rude to those people, so I'd go with a seat. Yeah, I think I would as well, because I would just put my headphones in. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't. You're too polite, Pete. You'd be really nice. Yeah, but you'd, I... You'd I, give I, them your house keys. I've got a bit of a cold, so I'd be, I was the phantom sniffer all the way down. Is Pep Guardiola too polite? He's certainly very flat across the middle at the moment, <laughs> so to speak. Well, I, I Aren't think, we all at Christmas? We, we have a situation <laughs> with Man City where the only place we could find for them to have weakness but there's two wasn't there one was oh if, if something happens to Edison mm. who's made some errors this season but then as we've talked about before all, most top level goalkeepers have made errors this season partly because of the role they have to play mm. and the other area was Fernandinho and that's exactly what's happened so that's why clearly Guardiola wanted Jorginho in the summer yeah. he obviously didn't get him but they're playing Southampton next and Southampton got um, got their pants pulled down a little bit really by West Ham they could have got sank out of the game they're going to fight difficult I, I think I know Southampton have got a new manager and I know they're at home. But if you're Man City, you probably want this kind of game to yeah. get yourself back on the horse. That Southampton are 10 to 1 to beat Man City um, and to pile on further misery. £10 uh, returns £110, including stake uh, with Bet365. Mm. Yeah, I think if, yeah, if Southampton had got something against um, West Ham, this would seem a bit more of a potential banana skin for City mm. than, than, it, than it does now. Can we talk about Felipe Anderson? Yeah, briefly. If you want, I think he's well, too good for West Ham. Clearly, one of the best players outside the top six, I would say, because he's he's got that glide. Mm. A, a, a real top quality forward player always has that glide about them. Yeah. And he's, he's he's got it to spare. Mm. And thank you to everyone who's been sending me uh, Hatem Banafa uh, montages uh, well, the after Christmas the period. after the um, Maverick episode <laughs> after the Maverick episode. No, no. Well, maybe in honour, but apparently he's picked up his form a little bit and he's playing a bit of football, which is always good to see. Can we go? Can we? Can Mike actually get a loan deal for him? <sighs> That's why Matt Cash is on holiday. He's going to see Ben Arthur. Yes, yes. Stop getting his hopes up. He's standing Stop at it. a timeshare with Ben Arthur. Stop it. These trousers are tight. They can't handle that kind of excitement. You've actually um, undone your belt. I haven't done my mm. belt. It's Christmas, man. It's True, like, yeah. Look at there's no there's no you know I need one of those machines that will give us those little hooks, you know, the little hooks yeah. for the trousers. The, yeah. the trouser hook machine. The trouser Can hook I just machine. say, I know mean, I'm not one to talk about this, but that doesn't look anywhere near having any hope of ever being done up. No. No. It small. does. It, no, it does. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, in other news, uh, Burnley got a bit of a shellacking from Everton. We're just kind of rounding up what's uh, taken place in the last few weeks, uh, who themselves were turned over by Spurs. Uh, good to see uh, Jason McCarthy back in training yeah. after something like 10, 11 months, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree Horrible because, leg, because leg the, break. To my shame, and I'm sure there are many football fans out there who are the same, when a football player who's not you know, Cristiano Ronaldo mm. gets a really serious injury, the way football is, and we cover it twice a week, well, some of us cover it three or four times a week, mm. you just forget about players. Yeah. And it must be so difficult for them. And the psychological impact of having an injury that bad, it was a double leg break, wasn't it? Yeah. You must um, feel like a forgotten man. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And so when you when I first saw that, I was like, oh yeah, James McCarthy. So I am bloody pleased for him, mm. actually. 
I look forward to him giving the runaround by another terrible Marco Silva team selection <laughs> when, when, he's, when he's not yet match fit. <laughs> um, Eden Hazard has uh, stated for the record that he wants to become a Chelsea legend mm. yeah. before he signs so what for the problem with that is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The problem with that is he wants to play for Real Madrid slightly more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just scored his 100th and 101st goal. Yeah. So is that him going, look, I'm pr- I probably am a legend now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See so you I'm later. Go Real Madrid. That's yeah. a video, 101 great goals. That's that's the video. That's <laughs> yeah. the VHS tape with Danny Baker, and, isn't it? I understand that sometimes Chelsea fans will say, oh, Aiden Hazard's only ask, answering the questions he's asked about Real Madrid. Yeah. But one, he can just flat butter that away. Yeah, Two, no. he doesn't have to do that legendary Thierry Henry <laughs> gif with his smirk <laughs> before he answers. You know. mm-hmm. yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed uh, Christian Cavaselli's, uh, well, I didn't enjoy him colliding with the post, but I enjoyed the, the fact that um, he was uh, he was, he was taking a Twitter after he'd uh, gone to hospital, been given oxygen, he looked like he was in a terrible state. Uh, and he basically said, I'm in agony, nothing's broken, uh, and that the post had visited him in hospital. Nice. Which I think is a wonderful <laughs> gag. The only way that could be better is if they had an actual post next to him <laughs> with his arm around it. That would have been so Sorry funny. about that, mate. Yeah. Uh, also, that video of the Fulham fan wagging his finger like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. That was oh. great because it was so polite. It was so it Fulham. Was, it was most Fulhamish. <laughs> it puts me into the mind of Daddy's relaxation, Mummy's relaxation day every time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh. uh, can we recount the story of Mummy's rela- relaxation mm. day? Yeah, who it was, was your it? Story, it was me. It? Yeah. yeah, you do it. Um, uh, two you can't kids, remember it, can two you? kids at the football with his, with their dad. Uh, the, the, the one of the kids is just um, not really watching the match and just being a bit of a pain. The dad says, um, "Are you not enjoying the match?" He goes, "No, I'm not." Blah, blah, blah. So the dad goes, "All right, well, uh, next time uh, you can stay at home." And he goes, "Yeah, good, I will." And then he goes, "But you have to be quiet because it's mummy's relaxation day." <laughs> Saturday, every second Saturday is mummy's relaxation wow. day. Yeah. So yeah. Why, why shouldn't why shouldn't more mums have relaxation days? Exactly. If you're listening out there and you're a mum. Look after yourself. If I had the money, I'd buy my mum a flotation tank. Would you? <laughs> or, or a bath. Well, yeah. That'll be taken down. <laughs> Rather than flights to places that she doesn't want to go. That's Peter drowned his mum. Roast potatoes gate sent you over the edge. Oh, stop it. Stop no. it. Are we going to hear the tale? She's a walker. My mum, so, Pete, so Pete's, I, I, I've got a little bit of an addendum to this story. Right. Your mum cooks the roast potatoes the day before Christmas, yeah. microwaves them. Unacceptable. Mm. Right. My mum heard about that over Christmas, I told her. Yeah. And she insisted on taking three roast potatoes, cooked properly, I may add, to one side. Right. And on Boxing Day, we microwaved them. And she well, poked good. him a couple of times with a fork and went, no, no, I'm sorry, no. It's good, to, it's good to know It's good to know. Mummy Moore is just as vindictive <laughs> <laughs> towards yeah. the Donaldsons listen, as, his, listen, as, as, as her son. As, as they say, the roast potato doesn't fall far from the tree, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no one, you're around. Anyway, <laughs> best bet with Bet365. What we got, Luke? This week's best bet uh, with Bet365 comes courtesy of me. Oh, la la. Um, travel things, promises kept, <laughs> promises weren't kept. So now I'm doing it. Uh, and no, I do like to wade in every so often, as you guys know, just to put myself out there to not mm. sort of, because I, I obviously shellac our listeners as soon as they lose. Yeah. So I'm, I'm putting myself out there. This week I've gone for Spurs to win both halves against Wolves. It's two to one. So £50 will return £150, including stake, with all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK, of course. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble, and do gamble responsibly. And for more information, go to begamblerware.org. That Spurs have to win both halves. So you take each half in isolation as a se- separate, smaller game, yep. and Spurs have to beat, uh, to win both of them uh, at 2-1 to one to raise some money for Prostate Cancer UK. Luke Rodden putting himself out there. Mm, why not? Hey? But not involving Imagine anything. the first person to get the IRE would be me. <laughs> I'll probably put it back. Um, we've got a bit of a game it's not going for Glold but it's a little bit like going for Glold in that it's a game on the Football Rumble so the heat is on and the time 
Luke's game. Yeah, Luke's game with a twist <laughs> this week, though. Obviously, Marcus is away, so there's only two of you to play. Um, so we're oh. going to go for the game where you auction and bid for the amount of clubs you can name of a player. Oh. Okay. But the twist is, because Pete doesn't normally play this game, mm. I thought I'd give him a little bit of um, little bit of a head start, Jim. I hope you don't mind, because no. you're a seasoned veteran. Fair enough. Cheers, Lukey. Every player is a mm. Newcastle legend. Right. Oh, okay. no. But it's not actually going to help him. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Because we're talking about different clubs he's got yeah. a name. Yeah. The best that's going to happen is, you both know you can start with one, yeah. because mm. you all know they play for Newcastle, right? Right. Okay, so people listening at home... I'll probably forget that. <laughs> yeah, you'll catch up on it pretty uh, pretty quickly if you've not heard it before. It's fairly straightforward. So the first game, because I've given Pete the head start, I'll give Jim the chance to go first. Um, the first player is Peter Beardsley, and you have a total of 11 clubs to name to choose oh, from. Oh, okay. So, um, how long do I... Okay, so... Try, if we can keep this as quick as possible, Yeah, that'll be good. So you've got 11 to choose from. Uh, uh, Jim, obviously Newcastle, you're not included in that. Who, who he played for, of course, yeah. um, between 1983 and 1987. I think... And then went back there in 93 to 97. Decent. Two stints. It's only, only four. Okay, you open it with four. confident about, yeah. Okay, can you go five? I could do six, bitches. Oh, Jim, you've got to go seven or let him name them. Yeah, no, name them. Right, so now you've got to name six. If you, if oh, you take no. <laughs> a single, If you take a single misstep, as in you name a wrong club or uh, something else, Jim gets the point. Right. Name your six, Go. Vancouver Whitecaps. Correct. Liverpool. Correct. Everton. Correct. Newcastle United. Yes. Fulham. Yes. Hartlepool United. Yes. Yes. Ah, Six. Yeah, the first four were the ones I had. You could have had Carlisle United, Manchester United, who he never actually oh, made yeah. a league appearance for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you could have had uh, Bolton Wanderers as well. And he spent a bit of time in Man City on loan as well. Lovely. Um, so that's one point to Jim. Uh, Was that to, under Keggy as well? That probably would have been under Keggy, wouldn't it? Man probably, City. yeah. Uh, that's one point to Pete. Okay, next one is oof. Pete to go first. And it is... Your friend and mine, David Ginola. And he's played for seven oh. clubs in total, by the way. Oh, actually, no, he's played for eight. Sorry, not seven. You're not, you're not going to get eight. I mean, you're struggling. I'm going to go for four. Four? Okay. Jim, can you do five? Yeah, there are f- I definitely know four. Um, you can have a little pop at the fifth. Can have a little pop at the fifth, yeah. So you're going five. Pete, yeah. you're going to go six? Can I say no, six? No, no definitely Jim, not. name five, please. So we're going to go Newcastle. Correct. Aston Villa. Correct. Spurs. Correct. Paris Saint-Germain. Yes. Oh, this is where I'm bluffing oh, I didn't a little. Think you get Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah, I was in between that and us. Yeah, I was like, I feel right. like there's another one in England. Uh... Play along at home if you're listening. Jim's got four. He needs to name a fifth. You're probably screaming the name of a club when you're sat mm. in the train on the way into work at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Marseille. Incorrect, Jim, I'm afraid. There's another point to Pete. You could have had Everton <clears throat> and you could have had Toulon, uh, RC Paris or Brest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, okay, Jim, you're, you're named first this time. Uh, you'll, you'll get a chance to bid first this time. It is the legendary Philippe Albert. Oh, oh everyone knows his name. He's played for five clubs in total. I reckon I can do two. Two. One of those will be a guess. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, can you do three? I can't do three. Definitely can't do three. Okay, you want to name two? Yeah. Jim, name two. Because I don't think he knows a second. <laughs> Newcastle and Correct. Club Bruges. Oh, mate, it's a good guess, oh. but it's not right. It's not right. That's a third point to Pete. You could have had Charleroi, um, Mechelon, 
Anderlecht. Oh, God, Anderlecht. that was my other one. That was my... Or Fulham. Uh, ah. Spent a bit of time on loan at Fulham. Uh, Pete's won 3-0, but we'll yeah. just go through it actually very quickly. Ve- very much relying on Jim's yeah. kind of lack Pete, of... your first this time, Keith Gillespie, oh. and he played for 11 clubs. 11. Holy moly. He chance to white- the... what, you could whitewash Jim here. He went all over the If shot, you listen at home he? and you're f- f- sort of intimately familiar with Keith Gillespie's work... See how many you can name yourself. There's 11 to choose from in total. His career went from 93 to 2013. Fantastic career. Pete, how many can you name? Goodness me. <laughs> Three. Three. Jim, can you do four? I'm going to have a guess at four. So Jim, go, Jim goes balls Jim's out. Jim's right yeah. in there, mm. isn't he? Do you want to go five? No. Jim, God, name no, four. No. So, Man United. Correct. Newcastle United. Correct. Obviously. Uh, I'm going to go Wolves. Uh... No, nah. incorrect. Oh, Jim. Right. Nah. You could have had Man United, it's another point to Pete, this could be a whitewash. Man United, Wigan, Newcastle, Blackburn, Leicester, Sheffield United, Charlton Athletic, Bradford City, Glen Torren, Darlington or Longford Town. Darlington? Yeah, wow. only for uh, three games in 2010. An illustrious stint. Silly. <laughs> the final one um, is, is, is Warren Barton. Jim, you're first. He's played for six in total. The six great Warren total. Barton. Hmm. Jim, you've got to avoid a whitewash here. It's a whitewash okay. by default, though, in many, many ways. Newcastle yeah. United legend. I've let myself down here. I reckon three. Pete? I certainly couldn't do four. I know that. So Jim, you're up again. Know. Three. Okay, I'm being go... defensive. I'm, I'm Rafa Benitez. It's working. <laughs> go Newcastle. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Wimbledon. Yes. Oh, I've got one or two here. I'm going to go West Ham. Incorrect. Ah, That's the number one to be. Did, did he go was, MLS? Was one of what, what was his team in MLS? No, Swindon no. was the other way. Oh, Nazzle. He's not playing at, MLS this point, at this point, yeah. my, basically my, my resource of knowledge for this is, is hazy memories of sticker books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's not helping me at all. Very quickly, to, to finish off the admin, Maystone United, Wimbledon, Newcastle United, Derby County, Queen's Park Rangers, another trip to Wimbledon and finishing his career at Dagenham and Redbridge. Don't our underwhelming footballers get around? They do. <laughs> hey, that's a 5-0 win. That's yeah, yeah, it's uh, big. 5-0? Hawaii, Hawaii 5-0. Hawaii. Philippe like... Albert with one of them as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 5-0 and Albert gets one. Oh, <laughs> Love that. Oh, fantastic. Love Thank that. you very much for listening to the previous show sponsored by Bet365. Uh, I thought we'd end with a festive quote. Okay. Um, we don't always do this. Uh, from John Anarisa's uh, autobiography that's, oh, just, I love been, this. Uh, that's just been uh, released. Um, from the night in which Craig Bellamy attacked him with a golf club. Bellamy sputtered, nobody disrespects me like that in front of the lads. I don't care if I go to jail. My kids have enough money for school and everything. I don't care. I'll fucking do you. Wow. Good night, children. was a Radio Staccano production. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. 
Shopify.com slash work. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.